Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome back to Find Your Hum. I'm your host, Kirsty, and this is episode eight. Throughout my nutrition career, I've had the pleasure of working with a couple of really great trainers who really focus on helping their clients not only achieve their fitness goals, but help them generally enjoy life better. This has ranged from clients competing in those crazy multi-day endurance events through to world championships, from the weekend warriors wanting to challenge themselves, through to those that want to just make sure they're able to still live life to its fullest as they head into retirement. The thing I love most about working with these people is their philosophies. For instance, Katie from Holistic Endurance is changing the way those training for triathlons all the way up to multi-day events approach their training. She's affectionately known as the hormone nerd, and through her, I have learned so much with regards to the hormonal effects of training for both men and women, and how to best support this for not only performance enhancement, but longevity. And Dylan from Dylan Worthington Personal Training, he is busting through the myth that you need to go hard or go home when it comes to training and seeing results. He doesn't talk to his clients about weight loss, but rather focuses on fat loss and what he can put back into his clients' lives through being able to move better and become stronger. Dylan really understands the need for a combined approach to health and well-being and offers not only personalized training, but also massage therapy and nutrition, which is where I feature. So I thought I would give you a little rundown on how nutrition can support your fitness and movement goals, no matter if you're seeking out world titles wanting to PB in a race, or wanting to simply be in your best health. I'm going to break this over a couple of episodes. In this one, I'm going to focus on fat loss, and in the follow-up, I will dive into how you can best support yourself during the recovery process. This podcast is meant to be for information only. This is in no way advice for your particular concern. If you would like further help, please get in contact with me through the links in the show notes. And remember, if you are loving Find Your Hum, please leave me a review in your podcast player or tell your friends about it. I really want to be able to help people live a full life that makes them hum. So why the focus on fat loss? The reason for this is that if you are having trouble shifting stubborn fat, it is a good sign that your body is not working optimally. This can help us look into areas that may be hindering your progress towards your goals and provide support in these areas so we can get you back to your best. anyone doing any sort of training, I'm sure a common question that you may ask yourself or maybe even your trainer is, why can't I shift to the excess fat? For most, it's not for a want of training because you guys are definitely doing all the training, which means there must be something else going on. So let's talk about stress, baby. Stress is honestly the most underrated cause for you not being able to shift to that stubborn body fat. Our body makes two stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol. Adrenaline is our short-term stress hormone. This is produced to help you get out of danger and get out of danger fast. 
It is the one that is produced when you walk into a room and someone frightens you and can leave you feeling really jittery. Now, these hormones have been causing reactions in our body for as long as we have been around for, which science is now telling us could be millions of years. So the reaction in our bodies from these hormones are still very much wired to keeping us safe on a very primitive level. Adrenaline was designed to help us escape threats like a member of another tribe tracing us or maybe a tiger jumping out. When adrenaline is triggered, it diverts the blood supply away from your digestive system and out to your arms and legs so it can deliver nutrients and oxygen to provide us with the resources to get out of the danger. It also communicates to the liver and the muscles that glucose is required. Glucose is a fast-acting energy source, and it's needed in times of immediate danger. This shoots up your blood glucose level, and you are ready to fuel your defense or any escape plans that you need. In the past, that danger to our lives was always over relatively quickly. We either escaped, we died, or we won the fight. The modern world, due to psychological stress, often causes our body to produce adrenaline. This could be from simply getting stuck in traffic on the way to an important meeting. It could be having to juggle a hectic morning routine, getting the kids off to school and yourself out to work. Or maybe it's the numerous emails you know you are going to have to face after taking a holiday from work. In these situations, we don't use up the glucose that the body has released because the kind of stress we are facing doesn't require us to run or fight. When the body doesn't use that excess glucose, the body sends out insulin to convert the excess glucose to fat. Unfortunately, for many, this psychological stress is never switched off. This may be a problem for you if you often have the feelings of feeling like really wired, or maybe you struggle to find that really nice center point of calm. A good way to check this is if you try and take a really nice, slow, deep breath in. If you have trouble getting that breath past your chest and right down into your stomach, this could mean that you are having a little problem with adrenaline. Cortisol is our long-term or chronic stress hormone. This kicks in when the body can no longer keep producing adrenaline. This hormone came into play during times when food was scarce, such as famine, floods and wars. This historically was the only time we would experience long-term stress. Long-term stress in today's society comes in the form of relationships, financial worries, our health, the health of our loved ones, or even our body shape and weight. Now, cortisol isn't all bad. It can also buffer insulin, allowing you to continue to burn body fat for fuel without fluctuating blood sugar levels. It does become an issue when it's not turned off. Cortisol tells every cell in our body that food is scarce, and as we are wired for survival, one of the changes in our body's chemistry is to slow down our metabolism. By doing this, you can preserve some energy, but also your body's main source of energy, your fat stores. It also signals to your body to store fat so that you can survive the famine it believes you are facing. Remember, these hormones are still working on their primitive level. They are helping us to survive. To help slow down our metabolic rate, cortisol signals the breakdown of muscles, as muscles use a lot of energy. If we are looking to shift some of that stubborn weight, we need our muscles to increase our metabolic rate. And all of this can happen whilst you are sat on your bottom, worrying about your finances or a relationship. The first sign that cortisol may be a problem for you usually occurs via shifting sleeping patterns. If you are tired but go to bed and can't sleep, or if you're getting a really good eight hours, but you're waking, feeling unrefreshed, this could be a sign of shifting cortisol. 
Now, stress can come from both inside and outside the body. We are well aware of things that may stress us in day-to-day life, work, relationships, money. You must also know that the form of exercise that you are doing or the time that you are doing it could also be a stress on the body. Yes, exercise is beneficial and we should be moving our bodies daily. But just like working with a nutritionist who understands you and what is happening in your life, the same is to be said for the trainer that you choose. The stress from exercise can be mitigated through good recovery, which we will cover in the next episode. The stress we are dealing with can also be the result of what is happening in us. Our body is wired for survival, so it is always scanning both internally and externally for anything that may affect this survival. The main underlying stress in the body does come from inflammation. The source of this inflammation can be numerous. It could come from the food you eat, from an infection, from exercise, from imbalances in your gut microbiome or your hormones. And when I talk about hormones, I am also referring to you males. Our hormones naturally shift over time. This is obviously more prevalent for women, but it does become just as important for the men as testosterone levels naturally decline, and this can happen as early as 30 by around 1% a year. Most men won't notice signs of this until around 40. I did an episode on men's health where I spoke about the importance of maintaining good levels of testosterone. So head back in the feed and have a listen to that if you missed it. If hormones were not in particularly great shape as both sexes approach the age of natural hormone decline, this is when stresses on the body can occur. It's also where the term middle-aged spread and dad bod come from. These hormones fluctuations are also the ones that can leave some women a little less than desirable company. Now, whilst these are common to experience, they are not normal. This is actually your body trying to tell you that it is not balanced. This is the same for women experiencing PMS, or post-pregnancy thyroid issues. Whilst these are becoming common, they are not normal and they are signs that your body needs some attention. Now let's have a quick look at the thyroid. The thyroid makes hormones which help with how energized you feel and your metabolic rate. The way it does this is through producing the hormone T4, which our body converts to the hormone T3. Now it is this T3 that does all the work to keep you energized and increase your metabolic rate. It also helps you burn body fat. The process is quite complex and understanding what has gone wrong in this process is the key to understanding how to reverse it. When cortisol is elevated, this decreases the all-important energy-producing T3 hormone. It also signals for the release of glucose via breaking down our muscles. When we lose muscle mass, we also lose some of our mitochondria and with it, the production of energy. Stress, infections, poor liver detoxification, and estrogen dominance, which can be seen in both men and females, can all affect thyroid function. This is an area that may come back as being okay on a test result from a doctor, but you still may be left feeling not your best. This is because TSH is not a true indicator of what all your hormones are doing. Yes, it releases T4, but it doesn't tell us much about the conversion of T4 to T3. Now, you may have a slow thyroid if you're experiencing things like gradual weight gain for no obvious reasons, fatigue, a tendency towards low or depressed moods, tendency towards constipation, a generally feeling of forgetfulness, hair loss, dry skin or headaches. Now like our hormones change over time, so does the functioning of our gut. This is primarily driven by an increase in the pH balance of the stomach. 
The stomach is meant to be acidic, sitting at around 1.9. As we age, this naturally increases and can sit around the 4 mark. This change is enough to affect not only the function of the stomach, but also alter what is happening down our entire digestive system. Another very important factor in this pH level is stress, as cortisol increases that all-important pH level. The stomach is responsible for the beginning of the breakdown of the food we eat. If the stomach acid isn't as strong, then our food is not broken down as well as it should be. If we think about our food as a series of links on a chain, it is the job of our stomach acid to break these links in this chain so we are left with smaller portions of links approximately two to four links long. Let me expand on this analogy because we all know how much I love an analogy. So in an ideal situation, we would eat our food, it would hit our stomach as a chain, say around 12 links long. Here, that nice acidic stomach acid would break this chain into three lots of four links. This would pass through the bottom of the stomach and into our small intestine. The walls of the small intestine are lined with these really cool little like finger-like projections. These are called villi and microvilli. Now these little villi secrete enzymes that further break down those chains and we're left with either single or double links. This means that these links can now pass through the wall of the small intestines where they end up in our bloodstream and are carried off to the areas of our body that need them the most. These little links are our nutrients. We want these nutrients to be able to pass through the wall of our small intestine. There will be some of those four links that aren't broken down, such as things like our resistant starch. Now, this is completely normal. This is meant to make its way down to our large intestines, where it will feed the microbiome and allow them to produce metabolites, such as short-chain fatty acids and the like. So that is perfect world. Now let's have a look what happened when that all-important stomach acid might be sitting at, say, around 3 instead of the nice fiery 1.9 where we would like it. So that 12-link long chain of food hits our stomach. This time, it's only broken in half, leaving us with two lots of six links that make their way into the small intestine. Here, those villi still secrete their enzymes, but the chains are longer and they are unable to get all the links broken. Some of the nutrients are able to pass through the wall, but because there are still some in three and four links long, they are too big and they don't make it into our bloodstream. These pass down through the small intestine and into the large intestine. The microbiome does what it does and begins to ferment these. But because they are not meant to be there, that fermentation causes gases that irritate the wall of the large intestine, causing inflammation. This also disrupts the balance of the microbiome, which causes even more inflammation in the large intestine. But that resultant inflammation can end up in other areas of our body as well. So the result here is a double whammy. Your body is missing out on vital nutrients, but also has increased inflammation. The good news is we can support the natural production of stomach acid, even if it's beginning to decline. Zinc is super important, as is B12. We also need to eat foods that stimulate this. Think bitter foods like a rocket or sour foods like lemon or apple cider vinegar. This is why many people speak about starting the day with lemon in water. It really wakes up our digestive system. And of course, addressing stress is also key again. Now, this is why I feel addressing the gastrointestinal or digestive system is crucial in hitting your goals and nailing your fat loss. 
If this is not functioning optimally, neither can any of your other body systems. All of our nutrients are first processed by our digestive system. It is connected to how you feel and function, how much fat you burn, your energy levels, the appearance of your skin, and even your mood. When you have a digestive system that's working at its best, it's like building a house on really strong foundations. The digestive system is a problem for many people. In fact, one in five are affected by digestive problems. And with the growing amount of products marketed to help our digestion, it's easy to see the extent of this problem. Gut health really does start with chewing our food properly. Then we need that really strong acidic stomach environment, optimal levels of digestive enzymes in our small intestines, and then a nice balance of microbes in our large intestine. If any one of these areas is not working properly, we can and most probably will see our health compromised. It may not be anything major, but it may lead to something more serious if it occurs for too long. I know it has become almost a trendy topic to talk about the balance that we have in our microbiome, but this is really so important to our health. The bacteria that is in our gut microbiome has effects on everything, like I said, from our skin health, our moods, our hormones, our immunity, and most importantly here, our metabolism. A healthy and optimally working digestive system also provides us with all the nutrients that our body needs. It gives the thyroid the nutrients it needs to make T3. It gives our muscles the amino acids needed to build them. It provides every cell in our body the necessary vitamins and minerals needed to make energy and burn fat. The basis of combating all of what I've spoken about is really nailing those five serves of veggies a day. And I would say that most people who have hormonal issues, are dealing with stress or have gut health challenges, this actually may need to be higher. And whilst it may sound so simple to just eat more veggies, the numbers reflect that maybe it's not as easy as it sounds. Only around 28% of adults in the UK are getting their five a day, and in Australia, it's only around 10%. All of the vitamins and minerals we need for our body to function, for our muscles to work, for our hormones, for our immunity, for our digestion, for healthy stress response, They all need the vitamins and minerals provided to us from our veggies. Now, your particular situation may then need other foods to support this. For instance, all of our hormones are carried around our bodies with fat. If you aren't eating enough healthy fats, your hormones will not be able to get where they need to go. And if you've been experiencing prolonged periods of stress or maybe getting something like restless legs that are preventing you from sleeping, you may need some extra support with magnesium. A great way to not only support fat loss, but help our body thrive is to change our primary source of energy from carbohydrates to fats. Now, I'm not talking about going keto here. It's about timing your carbohydrates around your training. Changing up some of the key macros, that's your protein, fats and carbs, to help this and incorporating in some steady state fasted training. A great way to start with this is by adopting a 2-1-2 principle. So every meal, look at having two to three serves of vegetables. Ideally, the more colors you can use, the better. One serve of quality protein and two serves of healthy fat on your plate. Complex carbs like potatoes, rice, quinoa, a really nice sourdough or whole grain pastas can be added in and around your training or to help support your thyroid if this is a problem for you. Now, there are tests that can be performed to determine if you are stressed, if you have hormonal or gut imbalances. 
However, I would say most people do not need a test to tell them that something is not right with their bodies. If anything resonated with you during the past 20 or so minutes and you would like some support, then please head to thenourishingway.com.au and book in a 15-minute chat with me. Having personally experienced all of the above and helping so many people, I know that you can improve the way that you are feeling and smash the goals that you can have. You just need to have the right people on your team. Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.